Hello and welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hi everyone, I'm Chen, your host today. Due to COVID-19, businesses are reimagining ways of doing building supply chains capabilities. According to a KPMG studies, some 42% of the Singapore CEO in Singapore believe that they have to retain their global supply chain approach due to COVID-19. Today, we are very excited to be joined by our expert guest, Vivid from Great Insight. Vivid is a seasoned insights leader with over 20 years of experience providing businesses advisory services to senior executives on managing and scaling businesses. He has successfully set up and grown businesses in India, China, Middle East, Africa, and Southeast Asia. Hi, Vivian. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Shen. Uh, great to be here. It's an exciting topic and something which is very close to my heart. So I'm li- really looking forward to the discussion. Thanks. Good to hear that. First of all, you are the Managing Director for Grail Insights. Please tell us more about your positions and what it entails. Uh, thanks, Shen. So in my role, uh, I head the consulting business for Creel in emerging markets. I have spent the last decade in helping set up Creel's business in China, Africa, Middle East, and uh, Southeast Asian markets. Uh, the key business areas of interest for my emerging market clients uh, include assessment of market potential, uh, building channel and go-to-market strategies, assessing value chain structures, preparing for disruption, and something you might be interested uh, in, which is understanding consumer shifts with the emergence of modern trade. How has the pandemic impacted supply chains in Southeast Asia, in your opinion? Before we go there, I think it's very important to understand uh, the roles that SMEs play uh, as part of the business and and overall markets in the region. Uh, they, They are significant in terms of uh, the total number of enterprises. So SMEs contribute around 98% of overall number of enterprises in the region, uh, which is all, and they contribute around 40% of the GDP to the markets. Uh, the GDP contribution of SMEs is even higher when we consider markets like Indonesia, where it is around 60-61%. Uh, the second segment also contributes uh, significantly to the share of employment to the respective economies. Uh, especially if you look at Thailand and Indonesia, the contribution to the employment is uh, in the range of around 90%. Now you can really appreciate the stories. And they have limited reach to the global markets, uh, but they are dependent on international suppliers. For example, manufacturing clusters uh, in China. And and coming to COVID, uh, well, COVID was in a way, if I can use a phrase, uh, a Suez Canal movement for Southeast Asian supply chains. Uh, where everything got disrupted. So it definitely has impacted SMEs in the region on multiple fronts. So I will I will talk about uh, you know the areas uh, of impact one by one. Number one, there was limited access to customers. So most of the markets in the region, uh, they witnessed stringent lockdowns. In fact, uh, there's a second wave coming and there is already a talk about another lockdown uh, you know, uh, oriented regime coming up. Almost 42% of uh, Asian SMEs, they reported that they were unable to engage with customers uh, due to government lockdowns and or physical distancing measures. 
SMEs in markets like Thailand, uh, they have taken a severe hit uh, due to weakened demand and uh, unfavorable market conditions. Then there were uh, local supply chain issues. Uh, businesses faced transportation and warehousing challenges due to local restrictions and supply chain disruption. And then there was also dependence on international supply chain challenges. Uh, because of international shipment restrictions, uh, majority of SMEs, they could not get products from the country of origin. The travel restrictions uh, imposed by many countries also caused a massive drop in air freight supply as airlines, airlines began suspending flights. It created a huge demand supply gap in some product categories, especially which were dependent on, again, those manufacturing clusters, uh, which are based internationally. And last but not the least, financial crunch. We have to really appreciate that SMEs, they operate on uh, limited working capital. A significant number of SME businesses in Southeast Asia, uh, they face the squeeze on their business capital due to reduced liquidity in the market and slow movement within some product categories. Almost one third of SMEs, uh, they have considered uh, facing financial crunch and lack of access to loans and a line of credit. So if you sum it up, I, I think this, there was a significant impact on their businesses. I think you probably touched a bit about the bottleneck. So just now, so what are the bottlenecks and opportunities for supply chains in this region? Um, let's let's break it down into into the areas where supply chain plays a role. The first one is procurement. So if you look into how uh, SMEs operate, uh, they have to deal with multiple suppliers for different product categories, and uh, it, it's a challenge uh, to manage such a large pool of uh, you know, for a for a small business which has uh, limited management resources, so there is an opportunity to explore, say, cloud-based uh, digital procurement platforms or shared platforms, uh, which effectively help you to select and manage manage suppliers for relevant categories uh, without too much of investment. Uh, so that's one area. The second is uh, the, the inventory visibility and warehousing. Given they operate on small working capital. It's very important for them to be completely aware of, of inventory, both in terms of what they have versus what they're expecting. Um, right now, they leverage traditional spreadsheet or paper-based inventory management systems, which provide limited inventory visibility or capacity buffer. Uh, warehouse and storage management systems are crucial for SMEs uh, to be on top of their inventories. It's only easy for SMEs who leverage e-commerce channels to integrate their backend with a smart inventory management system because that comes intuitively to them. So it's a it's always a good start if you have an exposure to uh, an e-commerce partnership or, or channel. Uh, the third, and, and again, I think you know this this came recently, which is managing seasonality and disruptions. SMEs have limited understanding of broader seasonality and its impact within each product category, especially due to uh, disruptive events. Typically, they focus on fast-moving product segments, as, as you will appreciate, but it exposes them to the risk of being stuck with obsolete products due to changing consumer dynamics. As an example, during the pandemic, uh, location and availability of goods, such as fresh products, uh, were the primary triggers for consumers to change stores. In most countries, promotions or pricing has not emerged as a top three reason for switching to different stores. Now imagine you know, how severely uh, SMEs that have 
traditionally enjoyed brand loyalty would have been impacted due to this uh, because brand loyalty in a way lost its relevance uh, once once uh, you know covid impact came uh, then there are a couple of others uh, i would say one is consumer shift uh, there is overall a parallel shift happening uh, due to consumer preference to move towards e-commerce channels and this trend has further uh, expedited uh, during covid-19 consumers around the world including southeast asia have been spending more time online and uh, they have shown more willingness to purchase items online so uh, this has provided new opportunities one for e-commerce platforms and also many smes in the region uh, you know to start moving uh, you know towards an omni channel strategy uh, which actually you know works very well uh, for the consumers as well as for the smes and large players uh, and the last one is the outbound logistics so if you look into smes into b2 b2c uh, businesses uh, they have limited control on outbound logistics if there are any quality issues or if there are any related returns uh, due to due to quality issues it further complicates the order management system and then it leads to cash flow crunch and that inventory so overall i would say these are the five areas uh, you know which are which are crucial uh, a type of bottlenecks but also opportunities for the sme sure that is very interesting and i also heard these words uh, very often during covid-19 supply chains resilience so yeah. supply chain resilience is one of the buzzwords during covid-19 what is this supply chain resilience and how could businesses build a more resilient supply chain in south asia uh let me try to try to define you know my understanding of supply chain resilience yeah. so it so it is actually in a way uh, ability of a supply chain uh, to both resist disruptions and then recover operational capability after disruption has occurred so you know because disruptions are not in your control in in fact uh, you know companies can now expect a month or longer disruptions in supply chain to occur in a cycle of every 3 and 1/2 years so it is very well part of the planning strategy rather than you know uh, treating it as an exception uh, so before going into uh, you know the resilience of of southeast asia uh, you know uh, supply chain and even the market let's try to understand right you know what is the current state of of supply chain in southeast asia so uh, and, and i will i will talk in the background back drop of covid it it's very difficult to go away from covid right given what's happening around so uh, if i look into philippines 60% of uh, smes face supply chain disruption due to covid 19 uh, in the market in indonesia almost 45% of uh, smes especially in the urban centers they reported that they were not getting the stock uh, and i know we have been talking about disruptions uh, you know in the inter- international supply chain but in thailand domestic upstream and downstream firms uh, they have faced nearly the same level of shortage of inputs which is in line with the global value chains so we can't simply treat it as as a as a international phenomenon it's happening within the local markets and if you look at malaysia apart from low cash flow supply chain disruption was one of the biggest challenges that smes have uh, shared they have faced right and that uh, you know uh, caught them off guard 
uh, especially the restricted movement measures and other border, uh, you know, uh, closures that have happened. So this is the backdrop, backdrop right? You know, uh, where we are talking about uh, resilience. Let's first try to understand what are the, the characteristics of a resilient uh, supply chain, because then it's easy for us to see, you know, how how actually the supply chain in Southeast Asia can overall transition to the ideal state. So the first one and the most important is flexibility to respond to unforeseen disruption. Um, and, and it is very intuitive what, you know, what I've already shared, but I will give you an example. So when COVID came in, uh, distilleries, some of the distilleries just shifted to producing hand sanitizer because they sensed, uh, you know, there is an opportunity and bottleneck at the same time. But there was enough flexibility in their overall structure to shift to a different production. We can always debate that, you know, making sanitizer is easy. But fact is, again, right, you know, it requires a certain degree of orientation and inbuilt flexibility to do that. Similarly, uh, textile manufacturers, they retooled their operations to meet the shortage of PP. Now, that became an opportunity for them. At the same time, it solved uh, an immediate uh, demand supply situation in the market. Uh, so flexibility to respond to you know, these disruptions is, is one of the most important uh, criteria. Number two, there has to be a 360 degree uh, visibility into the supply chain because you need to track inventory on real time basis. Uh, you need to know which are the pockets where inventory is available yeah, and you know, where it is completely out because then you can respond to an, an adverse event and make sure that your supplies are not uh, impacted. In fact, deal pose is, is, is one, of, one of the great tools I would recommend right, you know, for inventory visibility. Uh, the third one is uh, intelligence to sense trends and detect opportunity. So one is how you react to it. Second is how do you sense it? And that requires investment into both artificial intelligence as well as machine lear uh, learning to capture data from the entire supply chain, bring it together, and then you drive actionable insights. And this has to be done on an on ongoing basis as a feed rather than a one-time analysis. Uh, there are many tools available, uh, you know, which in fact I know Lazada provides, you know, some of business advisor tools also on, on the same lines. But I, I feel there are tools which uh, businesses can leverage to actually start sensing uh, in which direction uh, the overall market trends are moving. And the last one, but again, uh, which is becoming important day by day, is agility to adapt to changes. Businesses need to pivot uh, swiftly while responding to shifts in the environment. Uh, I will take an example of, uh, you know, IC10 department store in Singapore or say uh, Jaya Grocer in Malaysia. Well, uh, if you look into their businesses, they have a long time brick and mortar businesses. But as soon as they faced a lot of pressure during uh, COVID, they pivoted and shifted towards e-commerce e platforms also. Now, it can't happen overnight. It requires a degree of, of you know, orientation flexibility and you have to seek the opportunity rather than just be impacted by the adversity so so these are these are the key ones so now what it means for supply chains in southeast asia uh, well first of all and, and this is where the covid has completely changed the dynamics of selection of supply chains right so if you look into the traditional way of looking into supply chains 
they were previously selected based on number one, low safety stock levels. Number two, what is the geographic concentration? Uh, number three, vendor rationalization. Uh, you know, while while considering when and where to source their materials from. Well, if you if you clearly look into this, all these choices have been designed to drive up efficiencies and drive down expenditure, right? Now, COVID has has clearly brought in a perspective about continuity and resilience. So now there is there is a need uh, just to make sure that concepts of resiliency, uh, responsiveness, and agility are kept in mind. Well, it may sound counterintuitive, but uh, moving forward, uh, you will see greater geographic dispersion, greater stock inventory, or a lengthier uh, supplier list, which will allow companies to continue their operations even through their uh, when their supply chains have been disrupted. If you look into each of these factors, these are right opposite to the earlier principles which were used in selecting supply chains. So that's one. Uh, in fact. You know, I would say uh, based on the recent stats, around 67%, which is two thirds of the companies in APAC, uh, they've already indicated they have, that they have taken active steps to restructure their supply chains. Uh, in fact, a number of SMEs, uh, they have started to consider switching from overseas to local suppliers. Uh, this ensures that at least, right, you have some control uh, you know, on the continuity of, of products and inventory. And, uh, you know, but it still requires SMEs to re-strategize and diversify their supply sources and find local or near market sources to manage, manage uncertainties and, and disruptions. Uh, this can only happen if you have, uh, you know, more technology leverage. You need to go on to cloud. You need to have more shared marketplaces instead of you know each every entity investing into uh, you know creating their own broader supply chain visibility you have to have shared tech systems in place and again say you know uh, e-commerce is a good place to get exposed to it you can create your own own spaces you know overall in the future but it's very important that at least the segments and clusters they should start moving in that direction so that you know they don't wait for the next disruption but are already ready for it Last but not least, so do you have any advice to the local businesses in Southeast Asia? Despite the ubiquity of, of SMEs and uh, their significant contribution to employment and GDP, uh, the SMEs in Southeast Asia, they are still lagging in digitalization compared to large firms and companies based in urban areas. Uh, the transition to a resilient supply chain uh, that can only be achieved if the SME businesses can join digital ecosystem, uh, because that provides them visibility, that gives them assurance, and that actually creates an agility to grab opportunity. So if I have to give a, advice, uh, I will put it in, in a threefold uh, you know, framework. One is embrace digitalization. Number two, focus on automation, and especially uh, to automate labor-intensive back-office processes. And number three, move towards e-commerce. E-commerce platforms, uh, like I said, they provide a, a shared digital infrastructure, uh, which helps address traditional supply chain bottlenecks with minimum investment. It also broadens the reach and help modernize the business approach. 
it is a very good first step towards an informed business transformation and at least getting exposed to how our digital economy so i i hope that in a way you know passes a message definitely uh that bring us to the end of today's episode thank you very much vivet for fascinating and insightful sharing thank you it was a pleasure Shen. thank you for having me here this is Lizad Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. Lazada.